This is Sarah with your Catholic News headlines for the week ending the 14th of November 2014. In this week's news, Pope Francis writes letter to Tony Abbott ahead of G20 summit, Australia's Apostolic Nuncio to take new appointment in Rome, Kenyan bishops allege vaccinations are being used to advance the UN's population control agenda, Sydney's new Archbishop installed at St Mary's Cathedral, and the Diocese of Wollongong announces a new initiative for the new evangelization. Pope Francis has written a letter to Prime Minister Tony Abbott this week ahead of the G20 summit. The meeting, which brings together heads of government from the Group of 20 Nations, will commence tomorrow in Brisbane. Pope Francis has urged all those taking part to consider their responsibility to those whose lives rest on their decisions. Vatican Radio's Linda Bordoni has that report. In a letter to Australian Prime Minister Tony Abbott ahead of the Group of 20 summit that opens this weekend in Brisbane, Pope Francis urged leaders not to forget the men, women and children whose lives will be impacted and changed by the decisions they make and identifying concrete key areas such as malnutrition, unemployment, an increase in exclusion and attacks on the environment as urgent issues. To be tackled by the powers that be, the Pope got into detail reminding them that the whole world is waiting for a coordinated agreement through the UN for a definitive halt to the unjust aggression directed at different religious and ethnic groups in the Middle East. He said there's a need for education and a heightened awareness that religion may not be exploited as a means of justifying violence, and he appealed for support for refugees and all victims of the current crises. And pointing to the abuses in the financial system, such as those transactions that led to the 2008 financial collapse, and to a mentality that sees the maximization of profits as the final criterion of all economic activity, Pope Francis deplored this kind of mindset in which individuals, he said, are ultimately discarded, a mindset that will never achieve justice or peace. It would indeed be regrettable, Pope Francis wrote, if your discussions were to remain purely on the level of declarations of principle. I'm Linda Bordoni. You can find the full letter on the Vatican Radio website. Pope Francis has this week named Apostolic Nuncio to Australia Archbishop Paul Gallagher as Secretary for Relations with States. Archbishop Gallagher's new appointment is equivalent to a Minister for Foreign Affairs, working directly under the Secretary of State, Cardinal Pietro Parolin. Archbishop Gallagher was born in England and was ordained to the priesthood for the Diocese of Liverpool in 1977. He has over 30 years of diplomatic service for the Holy See to bring to this role. Archbishop Gallagher succeeds Moroccan-born Archbishop Dominique Mamberti, who has been appointed the Prefect of the Supreme Tribunal of the Apostolic Signatura. As Secretary for Relations with States, Archbishop Gallagher will work closely with Pope Francis on relations with heads of government, states and international bodies. Cradio interviewed Archbishop Gallagher earlier this year on a range of topics, including his vocation. As a, as a teenager at a, a Jesuit grammar school in England, I had always, uh, faith had always been important to me. But in my teenage years, faith became quite vital. It became something very dynamic. And uh, I think I was being asked, well, what do you want to do with this gift of faith that you received? 
And I decided that I wanted, above all, to share it with my friends and to uh, propagate it. And uh, I came to the conclusion after a period of questioning that the thing I should do is become a Dustin priest. You can hear the full interview on the Cradio website. Kenyan bishops have alleged that a tetanus vaccination program administered by the World Health Organization is being used as a form of population control. In a press statement released by the Catholic bishops of Kenya, it is alleged that tetanus vaccinations administered by the World Health Organization and UNICEF contain traces of beta-HCG, which has been associated with the prevention of pregnancy and miscarriage in certain doses. The tetanus vaccinations are part of a recent program within the country to prevent tetanus infections in newborns and utilizes a separate vaccine which is specifically administered to women of childbearing age. Although the Kenyan Ministry of Health has claimed that tests show the vaccine is free from beta-HCG, the Kenyan bishop's own tests at four international laboratories resulted in positive results for the hormone. Because of this, the bishops have called on Kenyans to avoid the vaccination program while emphasizing that the Catholic Church is not opposed to vaccinations. The statement by the bishops said, We are shocked at the level of dishonesty and casual manner in which such a serious issue is being handled by the government. We shall not waver in calling upon all Kenyans to avoid the tetanus vaccination campaign laced with beta-HCG. The case has precedent in past vaccination programs administered by the World Health Organization. In 1993, accusations were made against the use of tetanus vaccinations in the Philippines. The vaccinations were alleged to contain HCG, and although this was initially, de although this was initially denied by the World Health Organization and Philippine government, the presence of the hormone was confirmed in independent tests. This followed a report in the previous year by the World Health Organization on fertility regulating vaccines, which detailed the research into using HCG in such vaccines. Specific details about the results alleged by the Kenyan bishops are yet to be released. Most Reverend Anthony Fisher, OP, was this week installed as the ninth Archbishop of Sydney, extending his hands to government, leaders of other faiths, estranged Catholics and victims of abuse. 40 bishops, religious leaders from other churches and faiths, and a number of politicians, including New South Wales Governor-General David Hurley and former Prime Minister John Howard, joined thousands of others at the Pact Cathedral to celebrate the historic occasion. Apostolic Nuncio Archbishop Paul Gallagher, soon to depart for his new appointment in Rome, was present to read the papal bull in Latin. In the letter, Pope Francis entrusted all the faithful of the archdiocese to the pastoral care of the new archbishop. The letter read, We pray that, assisted by the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, you will fulfill your office as pastor, so that the faithful entrusted to you, especially the young, who are the hope of the church, nourish daily their lamps of faith, hope, and above all charity, the queen of all the virtues, at the fount of life who is Christ. After the new archbishop took his seat, the Cathedral of the Archdiocese of Sydney, representatives from the Archdiocese approached the archbishop to greet him as their new shepherd. The choice of musical accompaniment, Matt Maher's Lord I Need You, gave a nod to the youth, recalling memories of their evening vigil with Pope Francis at World Youth Day in Rio. Archbishop Fisher began his homily with a reflection on the historical intersections between Islam, secularism and Christianity. Much might be said about these three cousins, he said. 
They have family resemblances, differences and tensions. Extremist strains of each have sometimes threatened the existence of the others. At other times, they've coexisted peaceably and collaborated in different ways. Archbishop Fisher went on to stress the importance of preserving religious liberty as part of the fabric of Australian society, committing himself to collaboration with government and with other faiths in striving towards peace and harmony. The Archbishop also apologised to victims of abuse for past failings of the Church. I personally found it harrowing as Bishop to listen to survivors tell me their stories, to hear how abandoned they felt and how they continue to suffer, he said. All young people must be cherished and protected. The Church can do better and I am committed to giving a lead in this area. The Archbishop then turned his attention to estranged Catholics, saying, To those who have become disconnected from the Church in recent years because of our failures or for some other reason, I say, come back home. Give us another chance and help us be a better Church. We need your insights, enthusiasm and prayers, he said. The Archbishop concluded his homily by addressing priests and religious, families and youth of the Archdiocese. As I take up this new charge, he said, I ask you all to reflect upon your personal calling to build up the church and community. Join me in saying a Marian yes unconditionally to God, he said. Archbishop Fisher succeeds Cardinal George Pell following the Cardinal's appointment as Prefect of the Vatican Secretariat for the Economy. With 21 years until he reaches the age of retirement, the newly installed Archbishop could remain in Sydney until 2035. Bishop Peter Ingham has announced a new evangelization initiative in Sydney's southwest with television host and evangelist Bruce Downs. The Bishop of Wollongong, a diocese south of Sydney, announced the collaboration on Tuesday seeking to reach out to those disconnected from the Catholic Church in Sydney's Campbelltown area. The initiative will involve weekly prayer and worship events aimed at forming disciples and directing young people back to their parishes. Bishop Ingham said that this program, quote, will not replace a parish community, especially its sacramental life. It is indeed revolutionary within the Catholic Church as a model for outreach and re-engagement that aims to draw people into life with Jesus Christ and his church. My hope is that it will be the first of many such initiatives in dioceses throughout Australia and the rest of the Catholic world, he said. Bruce Downs, known as The Catholic Guy through his television program on the Australian Christian Channel, has relocated from Western Australia to help set up evangelization efforts on Australia's east coast. Mr Downs has said that he's been excited about the journey thus far and what lies ahead in southwestern Sydney. He said, it's only the beginning and we have a lot of work ahead of us, but we are a group of people who are passionate about finding ways to reach others and proclaim God so their lives would be changed by God's personal love for them. Many people who attend our events are still on their individual faith journeys back to regular church attendance, he said. The Catholic Guy Impact Communities and the Diocese of Wollongong will be partnering with Campbelltown Catholic Club to support and host a number of the evangelization events, which is set to commence in March 2015. That's it for this week's headlines. Thanks for listening. For more details on those stories or for more talks, interviews and shows, visit cradio.org.au.